Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this, the latest episode of The Curated Culture. I am your gracious, humble host, Rob, aka Robbie Diesel, and thank you guys so very much for downloading or pressing play on this latest episode of the pod. Yeah, man, welcome back. Your boy took a week off. I was feeling a little overworked, so to speak. Not from my creative ventures by any stretch, but man, the nine to five has been wearing your boy thin. So I took last Monday off just to kind of gather the thoughts and refocus in on what direction, if any, I want to take the show in. And I decided, you know what? Let's just keep doing you, man. So that's what we're doing. We are back with another brand new episode. So excited to be uh, bringing this to you guys. It's been um, it's been a week of reflection. It's been a, a week of, of recharging and rebuilding. And uh, I hope that translates across in today's show. Um, we, we got a, a very non-fun subject to talk about, uh, but we're just going to break it down a quick little timeline of events, so to speak. And uh, also, man, I just I, I finally made my return to YouTube with a little short, quick um welcome back video i guess you would say and so far it's been pretty well received man so i appreciate everybody who's checked it out so far if you haven't seen it just yet make sure you jump on over to youtube youtube.com slash robbie diesel enjoy the video it's a short one like six and a half minutes something like that just reintroducing myself getting reacclimated we're back i've been saying on this show this very show that you're listening to right now that i was going to come back to youtube And I feel like I'd been saying that new YouTube content is on the way for like two months, like two months worth of show. So I finally, man, just got out of my head, did the thing. And now I got so many ideas just rumbling around in the old noggin that uh, I'm excited, man. And again, I I was able to recharge the batteries and get re-motivated. And uh, I'm looking forward to the next like few weeks of content, especially because I got some uh, I got a lot of good things I want to bring your way. So I'm going to stop rambling and get into the show, of course. But before we do, as always, got a little bit of business to take care of. And that business, of course, is making sure that you are subscribed to this show. So wherever your podcasts are served, however you listen to podcasts, make sure that you have subscribed. That way you don't miss an episode when we upload each and every Monday, unless I decide to take a day off, of course, in which case, you know, you'll get it that following week. Uh, Make sure that if you are subscribed, if you haven't left us a five star rating or review just yet, get on it, leaving that rating helps us out in the algorithm, gets us in front of more eyes and into more ears, which is exactly what we want. Helps further my plot for world domination, at least on the audio front, so I'd appreciate it tremendously if y'all did that. Now, while you're at it, make sure that you're checking us out on social media um, via at The Curated Culture on Facebook and Instagram, at underscore Curated Culture on Twitter. You can follow me personally via at Robbie Diesel on the tweets, on the Instagrams, on the Snapchats, on the Facebooks, basically all over the place. That's it. 
that's all the uh, intro that we got. Oh, oh, another exciting piece of news. Um, the intro music, the theme that you hear each and every time you get ready to roll into this podcast is going to change. And when you hear the new intro music, it's it's a it's a bop. It's a jam, whatever you want to call it. It is super fire and i'm very excited for y'all to check that out too so that bad devil will be debuting next week you'll be hearing that vv soon and in the meanwhile without further ado we're gonna jump into the show So I am not 100% certain exactly what it is, but man, Google just cannot seem to get a launch right to save their lives. Every single device launch they've had so far, there's been some sort of kink, whether it be software or supply issues or supply chain issues, whatever you want to call it. Uh, there's always been something, right, that kind of you know kinks up the production line. This time around, production doesn't seem to be the issue, but rather Google's own product ordering system. So uh, a few days ago, a couple of people reported that their orders were starting to be canceled, which is a big deal because the phone is expected to start shipping this week, actually. And to have your order canceled like this far into the mix is, is a pretty bad thing, especially considering pre-orders opened like early last month. Um, so the orders are essentially being canceled because Google is having issues verifying certain payment methods. Now, there's no specific payment method that this is isolated to. So it's not just American Express or just Visa or just MasterCard. The issue seems to be kind of rampant across all different payment types. And uh, again, people are having their orders canceled as a result. Now, not only are orders being canceled, but Google's own product reps are putting out different messages in the atmosphere when it comes to actually reordering the products. Some Google reps have advised people to go ahead and replace an order just so that they can get themselves back in the queue. Other Google reps are telling people not to replace their orders as the system may automatically pick it back up once they can verify that payment method. Now, for me personally, I have had this experience with Google before, and I want to say it was around the time that the Pixel 4 launched, maybe the 5. It could have been, I'm thinking it was the 4 specifically, in which case I pre-ordered um, way, way ahead of time. And literally the week before my phone was supposed to ship, my order was canceled. And like those people who have had their Pixel Fold orders canceled, it took me like an extra two months before I actually got my device shipped out because with at that point in time, um, orders were kind of backed up and there was some sort of issue again with the ordering system that prevented me from being able to get my order fulfilled um, ASAP. So. Uh, I feel for those people who are who are battling with those Pixel Fold pre-orders, man. It is not a fun thing at all. Um, 
And I wish, I sincerely wish that uh, when it came to new products specifically that Google kind of anticipated by now that there's going to be scores of people who want them. You need to have a plan in place for your payments, for your online, like everything. If it's not the website that's crashing, it's something else. So Google, we love you, but get your crap together. I almost said something else, <laughs> which I don't know why I corrected myself. Like I curse on this show all the time and I like immediately stopped myself from saying shit and said crap. Uh, this is definitely not a PG show, so I'm not sure why I self-censored there. But either way, Google, get it together, man. We need these products out here. You're you're beyond the point of being like a fledgling up and coming hardware company you've been in the game for a minute you know what time it is you know people are going to want your products you need to put the backbone and the technology behind it so that these sorts of things don't happen so the next thing that i want to talk about is something that genuinely fascinated me because this story was so absolutely bonkers and so insane and i'm not going to get into the speculatory part of this story in regards to you know researchers and 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 safety engineers being fired ahead of time and things like that because i can't i cannot confirm that information directly so i do want to talk about the uh titan submersible submachine submachine <laughs> jesus submarine uh that was recently and catastrophically lost in the depths of the ocean uh, this was, for those who are not in the know, this was a uh, five-person manned vessel who was attempting to get into um, like the deepest, darkest depths of the ocean and explore the wreckage of the Titanic, which by now, everybody who is or should be uh, aware knows what the Titanic is. So I'm not going to explain what that is specifically, but the ship was tasked with exploring the wreckage of the Titanic, like super, super far down in the ocean and depths of, of which that I personally would be afraid of. And uh, the story, again, is, is pretty remarkable. It's a very ambitious trip. It was one of those things that was going to eventually be designed to allow for, I don't want to say regular run-of-the-mill consumers, because the people that were taking these trips are people who had money, like big bucks, to be able to afford these sorts of things. But it was a, a, a basically um, something that was going to be aimed towards just regular consumer trips to the bottom of the ocean, um, which kind of concerns me personally. Like, that's not the kind of trip that you'd want to take. Uh, and it happened so fast, man. It was like from the time that the ship, like, set sail or however it's called, uh, until, you know, we got confirmation of, of the you know, catastrophe that had occurred. It felt like it was only just a couple of days time frame. So the long short of it is the Titan submersible launched at about 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on uh, Sunday, June 18th. 
um, the trip in its trials was taking, you know, two hours to get to the bottom and then to re-emerge. But again, because this one actually had uh, individuals on board, they wanted to take their time. They wanted to explore a little bit, the whole shot. Um, it was designed so that the ship would have some sort of constant communication with its sister ship or its anchor vessel, the Polar Prince. But as we all know now, that did not happen. About an hour and 45 minutes into the trip, the vessel completely lost contact with the Polar Prince. Now, the issue here is that the, uh, the Titan was programmed to send a ping basically every 15 minutes so that it would confirm or uh, at least approximate its location. The last ping that the Titan sent was at 10 a.m. So we're roughly two hours into the mix now. The depths that this ship was diving to was about 4,000 meters beneath the ocean, which in my mind is frightening. One, because I have to do math to figure out <laughs> how many feet are in 4,000 meters. But two, to actually do that math and to understand that 4,000 meters is over 13,000 feet below the ocean. That's deeper than most seaborne creatures. Like, I think the comparison was orca whales. Like, the deepest they dive is usually like a couple thousand feet. And you're going tens of, thousand, uh, tens of thousands of feet below that, which is absolutely insane. Just mind blowing. So, the Titan was expected to resurface completely crew intact and everything around three o'clock but obviously it didn't and the polar prince after about 5 40 that's when they decided to alert the authorities who then basically went on this intense search and rescue mission because the vessel itself was only equipped to have 96 hours of oxygen to run on now that part I didn't do the math on, but we're gonna we're gonna look that up right now. Let's let's see here. So ninety six hours is roughly four days worth of oxygen. Four days in the deep dark ocean, all alone. I would imagine when you're that deep, it becomes nearly impossible to actually hear. So you're gonna have to use. Not just regular sonar, but like top-notch, top-of-the-line sonar to try to detect any sort of bleeps or blurps or bloops or anything like that that is coming from this ship. Um, I believe about three days in, uh, rescue, rescue crews reported hearing uh, banging sounds like every half an hour, but still so minuscule to the point to where they still couldn't identify exactly or pinpoint where those sounds were coming from 
So we now know the conclusion of this story is, you know, all the souls aboard that Titan submersible were lost. The ship most likely succumbed to just massive amounts of atmospheric and oceanic pressure, which crushed it almost immediately. That type of pressure also does ridiculous things to the human body. It essentially just vaporizes it, right? You turn it into mush. And this story was equal parts intriguing and terrifying. It's just like the ocean remains one of the least explored things on the planet and obviously for good reason like we've gone to space several times we've seen things in outer space we haven't gone too far into the depths of space because space is also terrifying as shit too but the ocean is one that remains like i think we've truly genuinely explored like less than one percent of of the ocean itself which is absolutely insane and part of my conspiracy brain tends to lean towards the ideology that maybe the ocean is just like underwater outer space. You, you basically battle in the same conditions. You know, gravity works differently. Um, pressure works differently. Oxygen works differently. Like, could they be one in the same? Is that why we can't explore but so far into space? Ponder on that for a second. So last little micro dose of news for this week's episode is San Diego Comic Con. Yes, the biggest, baddest con of the year looks to be in a little bit of trouble. And we all know that regardless of who is and who isn't there, the show is still going to be great, right? Your boy is just a tiny bit salty that I'm not going to be there. But I would like to think that because people found out that I'm not going to be there, they kind of started to pull out, I guess. (laughs) Uh, So it's been reported that... Most of the large studios that normally have a very big presence at San Diego Comic-Con are all pulling out this year. Things like Marvel, things like Lego, um, Disney don't have a presence scheduled for San Diego Comic-Con this year. And those are those are pretty big companies. They usually always have panels. I mean, collectibles, I'm sure, are going to be there. But in terms of pure speakers, presentations, that presence is not going to be there. So I am very interested to see how um, Comic-Con turns out when it comes to the thing that most people like to go see, which are the panels, getting those exclusive reveals, seeing the next step in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Disney movies and projects. Like, I'm very curious in seeing how that all turns out if those people specifically are not going to be there. Now, realistically, I would like to think that a large part of this has to do with the uh, ongoing writer's strike that uh, essentially 
um, jeopardized a lot, a lot of projects um, on Netflix, on HBO, um, Disney, Marvel, everything seems to be put on hold right now. And I'm curious to see how how going forward that is going to impact this. But San Diego is resilient. Uh, of course, they, they put on a massively brilliant show after, you know, COVID restrictions were lifted. So I'm curious if this is going to be kind of one of those low, low kind of a show. And then next year they come back with like this ridiculously massive presentation and just kind of blow everybody's socks off. In the meantime, though, again, with the absence of those studios, like that doesn't just affect panels and it doesn't just affect like the presentation of Comic-Con. It, it, it affects a lot. Like a lot of those same studios, a lot of those same companies will usually put out, you know, what I lovingly refer to as those once in a lifetime experiences, right? Amazon usually always has some sort of experience. Uh, one of my favorites is they had a uh, set replica built uh, from the boys where uh, Huey and uh, Billy Butcher uh, end up battling translucent in the uh, in the video store. Like they built an entire set dedicated to that scene from the boys. Just last year, they had a full-blown replica of the uh, office layout from Severance. Like a lot of these things make a really big part in what makes San Diego Comic Con so great. And if those presences aren't going to be there, I'm really curious to see how good of a show it ends up being this year. Be that as it may, your boy is still salty that <laughs> that I won't be attending. Uh, but knowing and hearing some of this makes it a, a little, a tiny, teensy, weensy bit better. Because, again, when we go, it's usually all about the experience. And, and I would expect San Diego to put on nothing less than a stellar show. But it's going to be kind of hard to do that without some of your biggest partners. All right, guys, that is this week's show. Thank you guys so very much for tuning in, for checking us out. As always, we're going to be back next Monday with another brand new episode. But in the meantime, in between time, hit up the archives, man. Go through the show history. We got tons of good stuff. There's a panel that uh, I interviewed Neil deGrasse Tyson on in there. There's an interview with a couple of my really, really good friends uh, there's spotlights from San Diego, from Motor City, from C2E2, the whole shop. And there's inter interviews with influencers, interviews with creatives. Uh, I just got the chance to talk to uh, Chris Gore from G4 TV. Run through the archives, man. Find something that you like. And when you do, because I know you will, make sure, if you haven't already done so, that you subscribe to this show. Hit the subscribe button. And then also shoot over to iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeart, however you listen to your podcast, and go ahead and drop your boy a five-star rating or review. That helps us out tremendously. Make sure that you're following us on social media via at The Curated Culture on Facebook and Instagram, at underscore Curated Culture on Twitter, and then, of course, follow your boy personally on 
the social medias on the instagrams on the tweets on the snapchats on the whole shot via at robbie diesel do it you know you want to thank you so very much for tuning in to this week's episode i am your gracious humble host rob aka robbie diesel and i will catch y'all on the next one peace